TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Welcome to Overnight America with Ryan Recker on KMOX. Sponsored by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts. Michael'sFlooringOutlet.com. And welcome back to Overnight America. A little bit later this hour, we're going to go back and look at that interview with Lost Media Mike and talking about his YouTube series, All Things Lost. And it's I've been going through this Lost Media Wikipedia page, just kind of skimming through it. It's hard to believe that there are so many lost pieces of media that people could remember but can't find anywhere. It's hard to believe that there are syndicated shows like Deal or No Deal where there's lost episodes. How is that possible? Maybe they just don't like posting these things and they hope that someone would have it. But then again, who would be, I mean, trying to hold on to these things as if, oh, it's my duty to make sure I record every deal or no deal in order to make it work. I, I just don't uh, understand that. But who knows? Maybe you have some of these different VHS tapes hanging out in your basement, and you can listen to that interview a little bit later, and you'll have perhaps maybe a lost gem out there that's worth revisiting. Now, when I spent a lot of time, for the most part, watching all of the different things online and uh, on air and everything else, I thought to myself, I, I really don't know how I'm going to be able to survive these next couple of weeks. As much as we talk current events and politics or whatever it may be right on these airwaves, I think, man, I am so it's just so worn down from all of it. I just don't know what these next two weeks are going to bring. It's going to not be an easy time for really anyone. Definitely making it worse is trying to figure out exactly what Pelosi is going to be pushing here and what exactly the claims may be. Is it going to be, I mean, formal articles of impeachment? Are they going to try to make it sound like they have uh, who's the one famous psychic, uh, Chloe or whatever? They they somehow consulted with their favorite 800 whatever. Oh, Miss Cleo. That's right. Not Chloe. <laughs> but yeah, somehow consulted with their favorite 1-800 dial psychic and they were able to figure out the future of Donald Trump or whatever. Um, I, I don't think that Mike Pence would go down the route, the, the dirty route of trying to invoke the 25th Amendment. I just don't see that happening. I also don't see enough people together uh, to take this seriously inside of Congress. I know that you can get every Democrat to vote for it. But then again, 
if you look at the whole idea that he's going to be out of office in 10 days anyway, or nine days now, a week from Wednesday, to go through all of this effort just to infuriate a large portion of the population who look at this as political theater and game and not happy with the way that they're trying to push this sort of thing. Um, it, it doesn't what, you know what, the only thing that really unites the Democrats right now is their, their hatred for Donald Trump. And when I think about this, I think, okay, he's going to be gone. Then what are they going to unite around? Are they going to continue to unite around him, uh, in their hatred for him? Or what are they going to move on to? What's going to be their next big thing? I could be anyone's guess. This could be a really, uh, weird, rocky year that could go in any direction. But then again, you might not find out about it on social media because if the uh, Facebooks or Twitters or whatever the world don't want you to find out about it, oh, don't worry, you won't find out about it. The only thing I know is that the one of the weird storylines is going to be how Josh Hawley plays into all of this here in Missouri, the senator. A lot of people continue to look back at him for his objection during the Electoral College. Somehow looking at him as an instigator is completely wrong to think that the using the using the uh, electoral college and the objections that we've seen in, I mean, uh, 2000s, we see them every election. There's some sort of objection there and the opposing party puts it in. It's not unique whatsoever. I mean, there were some in 2016 and uh, even Democrats that served uh, continue to serve right now. We continue to see them uh, try to call for those that have objected, but them also in the past have objected to previous electoral colleges, but not given the same consideration of what we're looking at right now. Um, I, I, I look at that and you know, what's kind of lost in all of this governor, Mike Parson will be attending his inauguration today, Monday at 11 AM. We're just like 10 hours away from governor Parson officially put in. I mean, considering that he was, put into that position as governor of Missouri, not elected, but put into it based on Eric Greitens. This one, he legitimately won, did just fine. Really not much of a competition in this one, but officially kicking off the bicentennial celebration, the inauguration of Governor Parson into his second term. Um, It's going to happen 11 a.m. I think that it is open to the public. I don't know how many people will actually be going this isn't something that people get excited for thinking, oh, I've been waiting for this forever. You know, there's a few things that people have on their list right now of things they want to do. Oh, they can't wait to go back to their favorite restaurant and just enjoy it. Or they can't wait to go on vacation. Oh, won't that be great? Or go to see a family member they haven't seen in a long time. Oh, won't that be wonderful? All these things they're thinking about when they'll finally be able to get back to normal. And right on top of that list, probably number two on their list, right below family member is being able to go to the governor's inauguration in Jefferson City. Isn't that exactly what people have been wanting? I wonder how many people will show up. So the oath, uh, what about 1140, they say. So opening up at 11 o'clock with the ceremony, 1140 is the oath, uh, followed by the inaugural address, which I know KMOX, I'm sure, will be watching. I don't know if it'll be broadcast live. That's a question. But even if it's not, I'm sure you can find it online and I'll find a copy of it. We'll talk about it tomorrow on the show. All right. This is Overnight America KMOX. St. Louis's morning news. Total information AM. Weekday mornings at 5 on KMOX and KMOX.com. Here we are. I'm watching and monitoring some of the things that have been circulating online, and it's 
just as bad as it, uh, you know, it, I don't know why I keep looking back at it. I feel like I'm just ready for uh, the month to end. And I thought 2020 ending would be a good thing. And now it's like, okay, if we can just do an extra month. Remember how some people joked, they showed a meme where on December 31st, coming up towards midnight, it flipped over to December 32nd. And I thought, oh, well, um, that meme's funny, but obviously it doesn't turn into December 32nd. No, we're like in December uh, 42nd or whatever it is, <laughs> whatever it is now, because we're now at the 11th. Um, I was looking online and I was kind of curious how the stats have been rolling out. Uh, St. Louis crime stats in the police department, the Metropolitan Police Department will post these things on a daily basis for the most part. But over the weekend, sometimes things get a little bit backlogged. If we were to go to January of 2020 to see how things started in St. Louis, at least in the city during that time, and try to get an idea of where we were on crime in the city of St. Louis in uh, 2020, there were 15 homicides compared to the 18 homicides from 2019. We were look at where we're at right now. We're 11 days in. We're at six homicides. Uh, could be more. I think there might be another one to add to that. But the last official tally from the St. Louis Metropolitan Police Department puts us at six. We come off of a year where we had 262 homicides in the city of St. Louis. Uh, a high for most people, that the, as long as they can remember, over the past several decades. Pretty sad. But in the most part, we looked at how we kicked off 2020. We were behind in homicides. You know, we went from 18 to 15 for the month of January. And we think to ourselves, wow, we're really on track. This might be a good year. It, at least the hope of 2020, we started off with just a tiny bit of hope and ended with no hope whatsoever. Looking at some of the other things, let's see. If we were to go back into even further into the archives to kind of get an idea, Let's go to January of 2010, or no, let's do 2011. We'll go back just uh, enough to be able to see this. We ended January of 2011, which is uh, 10 years ago, with two homicides. Wow, what a year 2011 was, way down. But all things change, I guess. Looking at some of the different crimes that are there, uh, those that are victims, it seems to be none are minor. So uh, under the age of 18, uh, we have one that's the age of 18. Uh, well, no, I take that back. We don't. We have uh, between 20 and 29 seem to be where the most of the homicides are coming right now. No one under the age of 20 as of now. And we know those numbers, I'm sure, will change. But only one closed case of uh, the open cases. Hey, at least that's better percentage wise they're batting a little bit better in that sense but overall uh watching the crime in st louis you think that would be something that would be top of mind for everyone after ending the year with 262 homicides uh nope doesn't seem to be the case i feel like we're all watching other things right now going on on the federal level and even on the state level you heard some of the news there with maria kina and part of it was on cbs face the nation earlier when senator roy blunt was asked about what's been going down, and if he thinks that the president should uh, step down before the end of his term, which is only a couple of days away, nine days away at this point. Two Republican senators have now called for the president to resign. Should he? Well, it would be up to him, but my, my view would be what the president should do is now finish the last 10 days uh, of his presidency. So no. Uh, no. 
Your fellow Republicans have. Well, I guess you didn't want him to answer the question there. And I'm just point this out again. You understand that they don't treat uh, those on the liberal side with the same considerations like they're not hassling them at this point. It's just for the media. It's just blood in the water and they're uh, circling at this point. But when we talk about more or less, uh, I guess when it comes to Republicans or those in the Senate, those that are just have a certain tone to them, those that are not overly aggressive, Roy Blunt's one of the good ones. Okay, so even if you don't like his politics, he's definitely one of the good ones. So trying to treat him like he is a hostile interviewee might not be the approach, right? Been quite critical, uh, including uh, Liz Cheney, including Mitt Romney, who called this an insurrection and said that the president was directly involved. Uh, Justice Department affidavits have individuals saying they came here because the president told him to. Well, I think the president's uh, decisions and his actions that day and leading up to that day on this topic were clearly reckless. Uh, I said that uh, very early in the evening on Wednesday that this was a tragic day for the the country and the president had some had involvement in that. Are uh, Republican but, leaders going to hold them accountable in any way for it? Well, I think the country is uh, the, the right way to hold presidents accountable. Uh, the, the president should be very careful over the next 10 days uh, that his behavior is what you'd expect from the leader of the greatest country in the world. Now, my personal view is uh, that the president touched the hot stove on Wednesday and is unlikely to touch it again. Uh, and if that's the case, I think we, we get every day we get closer to the last day of his presidency. We should be thinking more about the first day mm -hmm. of the next presidency than the last day of his presidency, in my view. And I'll be there on that. And I think part of this, too, is that even when I mean, things are so hostile right now and things are so touchy right now that even when there is something you could bring up as a, well, n not really, or I'm going to debate that, or I'm going to call it out or whatever. People are afraid to do that right now. That even when it's something that they know is just overtly uh, in the wrong direction and it's, they're, they're not pointing in the right direction at this point. And as opposed to trying to correct or at least throw some objection to it, it everyone's afraid to do that right now. And, they feel like uh, I think that it is just a no win situation for them as a politician. So it's better for them to just jump into that circle as in just we're going to just start circling the wagons. We're circling, uh, you know, there's blood in the water. And we're just going to circle around it. And that is the path that they have to take. And I don't like that. You know, I, I wish that there were more people that were just more realistic on what's going on right here. And even if you're Senator Roy Blunt and, you know, good for him. I mean, he goes out there and he's not afraid to say things. I thought it was reckless, but I don't think he should be removed from office. That was something that you can even hear in that CBS Face the Nation interview. They were kind of like stepped back because they thought, wait a minute, uh, that's not as aggressive as we'd want someone to say. And you don't see too many people right now trying to break away from any sort of just the exact same think on this. I, I feel like Lindsey Graham is trying to de-escalate it a little bit. I can see him uh, it, it just being a little bit scared over the uh, course of what could be happening to the party at this moment. I know people are frustrated. Uh, I wanted President Trump to win so badly. I thought he was a consequential president. I think he made the world safer and more prosperous. I'm a constitutional conservative. I believe in federalism, even when I don't like the outcome. 
there's a process under our Constitution. I followed it the best I knew how. I stand by my, by my vote. But now tonight, uh, I'm calling on Vice uh, President-elect Biden to pick up the phone and call Nancy Pelosi and the squad to end the second impeachment. President Trump gave a statement last night that was helpful. Uh, it hit the mark. He wants to move on to a peaceful transfer of power. He wants this to end. I've been with him most of the day. He's going to focus on his agenda, his successes for the American people in the next few days. But Joe Biden said it's up to Congress regarding impeachment. No, President-elect Biden, it's up to you. Yeah, that's debatable, too. I don't know if they listen to him. I feel they're more used to directing him than they are listening to him and him just trying to stay out of it right now. Um, you know, Lindsey Graham, it's, it's a nice it's a nice try. I don't think that was much. You're not going to get the ear of Joe Biden at this point. And I think he's already indicated that when it comes to what his approach is, it's that he's not going to step in or do anything different there as Biden has just said, yeah, you know, I'm just going to uh, stay away from this. I'll stay home. I'll stay home and stay away. But nonetheless, we're going to take a break. We're going to check out a YouTube page that I think is really fascinating called All Things Lost, where they look for lost media. And Lost Media Mike joins us next after your weather on Overnight America KMOX. 20 KMOX, the voice of the Cardinals. Every once in a while when I'm watching uh, YouTube, I'll get a recommendation for a page or some sort of YouTube uh, video that they think I would like. And I saw this one from the page All Things Lost, and you can actually look it up on YouTube now. The host of the YouTube channel, All Things Lost, Lost Media Mike, thank you so much for coming on to KMOX. Hi, thanks for having me. I am excited to have you on because I've just gone through and watched a lot of your videos. And I think it's so neat that there is a community of people online that specifically are trying to hunt down and document lost pieces of media. And I hope you might be able to describe to us the things that this community, like yourself, things that you're looking for. Yeah, so with the lost media community, we're basically looking for any piece of media that can't be accessed, whether that means it's been destroyed or withheld from the public. Um, but this could be anything from like a lost movie, episode of a TV show, books, to even even art and pieces from the Internet that have been lost. When we hear this description, you <clears throat> think, well, if it's a mass-produced something, obviously it's out there. But that's not really the case. There's a lot of things that were mass-produced and put out for the public to enjoy <clears throat> that over time have been completely lost. And all we have are memories of these things. Yeah, absolutely. Um, one of the ones that comes to mind um, is Sesame Street. Sesame Street, you know, massively successful and popular show, has a massive amount of lost media. And the, the kind of the worst thing about them is they're kind of jerks about it. Like when you put when we find the lost <laughs> media, they, they put it we put it online. They take it down. They know it's out there like they have it, but they're not they're not giving it to us. They won't let us have it. Yeah, you know what it reminds me of is that Weird Al music video, White and Nerdy, when he goes to the back alley oh, to get the Star Wars Christmas video. That's kind of what it's like. There's some things that are just like back alley. You gotta, it's on a VHS tape, 
And as soon as you try to distribute it, it sounds like the lawyers come out, which is kind of a shame if you think about it. But <laughs> the, people like they they some things they purposely want to hide and make sure it doesn't get out there. It, but it seems like that's not the majority of the cases that you document. A lot of times it's just it, it wasn't recorded or it was destroyed without a copy being made. And then people are out there trying to find <laughs> if there is any left. Yeah, um, there's one example I'd like to share with you that actually actually is related to Star Wars. I was just I was just thinking of that one. Um, there's this movie called Black Angel. It was a short movie that was um, shown before Return of the Jedi back in the 80s. It was released in just like the UK and Australia played before the movie. And it was directed by the art director of the original Star Wars, Roger Christian. And George Lucas had funded him the money at the, like for the movie as a gift for doing the original Star Wars for him. Um, but after it was done um, showing before Return of the Jedi, the, the negatives were lost. Even the director couldn't find them. And it oh, took wow. over 30 years before the Universal Archive Studio was able to come up and find this, this movie years later, 30 years later, so the director could have people experience it again. Wow, it's something else. And even, I guess, more contemporary, uh, recently in the last five years when MySpace deleted everything, there was all kinds of yeah. music that was only saved on that website that was completely lost. I mean, a lot of music. Now, I don't know if there was anything there that would be considered from a major recording artist, but still, yeah. people that were recording things uh, and didn't want it to be lost forever they didn't have a choice in the matter. And I know Google's going to be doing something here soon too, aren't they? In the next couple of years, going to be purging some of the things that are being stored on their servers too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Google's currently in the, in the works of, of deleting a lot of things. So the lost media community is kind of in a, in a rush to save some of those things kind of like with yeah. flash, how it's not being um, used on browsers anymore. So we're kind of in a rush to, to archive flash. <laughs> Oh, yeah. When people go back and they try to find games that they remember mm -hmm. playing on their browser from the yeah. you know, late 90s, early 2000s. Sometimes people have these things saved on computers that are just sitting in their basement somewhere. Uh, how often is it that people have things that are lost and don't know it? Or is that a pretty rare occurrence, too? Um, it does happen fairly often. There's a ton of TV shows that have missing episodes that likely someone recorded. Likely someone recorded on their VHS tape, you know, back in like the 80s or 90s and I've just never didn't know it's lost. Um, you know, of course we talked about Sesame Street, the big one, Doctor Who has a surprising amount of, of lost episodes also. Those might be a little more rare because they're like on film canisters, like the people don't have those laying around. Um, but a couple of like shows that come to mind, like Wheel of Fortune, another massively successful show. The early run from like the first 10 years, 75 to 85, a large number of, of episodes are missing through there. And even more wow. recently, like um, Fear Factor, Spring Break 2002 has a missing episode, which you wouldn't think it's so another popular show. So recent as another missing episode. I like that word. I mean, the interesting thing about this is that people know they're missing. So if you go back, how far of Wheel of Fortune would you have to know there's a missing episode? Like, oh, I remember that one and I can't find it. I mean, you have to be a diehard yeah. fan to know that's missing. Absolutely. Yeah. And so many game shows are like that because why would they, you know, release game shows for home media? You know, it just seems like something that was only enjoyable in the moment. And they're still making episodes. So you'd probably watch the newer ep episodes. And radio is like that, too, because we do a terrible job documenting our own radio stations and mm -hmm. there'll be things that are saved. And then there are things that just um, either were deleted or not saved altogether that people have memories from. I guess some people could 
make the argument that there are probably unimportant things that were missed. When you broadcast 24 hours a day, seven days a week, there's going to be a lot of mundane things that aren't really going to be worthy of you saving it. But then there's going to be a lot of things you wish you had an archive of. And the, the way storage was back then, you had to have a physical tape to save it on and that took up space. And you had to put it in an area where the actual physical tape or the uh, reel or whatever it was, wasn't going to disintegrate. So there's all these different conditions that had to be met. It's no wonder why all these old things disappear because, you know, the archives probably weren't kept up. Yeah, and those kind of things were expensive too. Like thinking about reels back in the day, those were kind of expensive. So they had to just keep reusing them over and over. That's how Doctor Who got lost because they kept reusing the tape for old episodes. And also, uh, the whole idea about NASA and the moon landing, there's still that original tape that's missing. A lot of what we see online or anywhere today when they when they do a documentary or whatever, it's what was recorded off of the television broadcast. The original recording tapes are still missing, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, the, the actual data transmitted from the moon to Earth is, is lost. Like, they, they just deleted it. They thought people hadn't had you know enough copies laying around where they could archive it but they have a much high quality there's a much more high quality tape that they deleted they deleted the raw data and the raw footage versus the stuff that was broadcast all across the country yeah so the youtube page is all things lost and host lost media mike joining us on kmox is that your biggest thrill one day you'll walk into a garage sale find a box of vhs tapes you'd bring it home and you find one of these lost pieces of media Oh man, absolutely! I always hope to find like some like some hard drive laying around, you know, at a garage sale, and just find like a lost video game on it, or like a, a movie that was stolen, or something like that. <laughs> oh yeah, lost video games. It's that those things are lost music. There's all kinds of things that are lost that could be on a hard drive somewhere. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right. So, what are some of those things? That, and I'm kind of curious if there's anything that. Uh, an average Joe like me, or think about this listening audience. The demographic is, um, we'll say over 50. Okay. So they may have VHS tapes in their basement. What are those things that are the coveted things that people may have in their basements in storage right now that are lost, that people are just dying to find? Yeah. So, so um, Ryan, like I had mentioned the um, wheel of fortune, of course, like the first 10, the first 10 years of that, um, also, the show Top Gear, like that, that British, uh, the British car show, has a massive amount of lost episodes. It's really surprising. Like from 77 to 2001, there's a bunch of missing episodes. Um, also, like going back to like the 70s, um, that old soap opera that was made into a movie, Dark Shadows. I think there's one episode that's gone missing from that one, which is kind of bizarre. You know, it's this really popular show and only one single episode is lost uh, episode 1219 <laughs> um, but yeah along with that the sesame street ton of sesame street is, has been lost a lot of that early stuff um probably the most the most infamous one of all is the the wicked witch it's where uh, margaret hamilton reprised her role from the wicked witch back um back you know the old technicolor movie she reprised her role and it scared so many kids they never aired the episode again <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I would love that one to be out there. Well, there's some clips of these things are out there, aren't there? Yeah. So with the Sesame Street one, that one's the frustrating one because we have a few clips. I actually just uh, about a month ago, someone sent to me, um, they like a boot, like I guess Sesame Street has held a screen of some of these lost episodes and someone like had like a camera, like, like pressed against their body recording <laughs> these lost episodes. So you can, you can see parts of the Wicked Witch, like all this like shaky hand cam. Recorded in oh, 2019. 
<laughs> you know, it's come to think about it, too, isn't one of the Super Bowls also missing? Yeah, Super Bowl two. <laughs> you know, Super Bowl one wasn't wasn't like a, a super big deal. They didn't thought it was just going to be another another like divisional matchup kind of thing. So there wasn't a whole lot of press around it. But Super Bowl two, there was a ton of press around it, and a bunch of it's gone missing, and it hasn't been re um, re shown by the NFL Network. Oh wow, yeah. If I remember correctly, <laughs> some dude has it in a safe, but he, they yeah, threaten yeah. to sue it or they don't want to buy it from him, and he doesn't want to just give it to them because they don't want to give him anything for it. So he holds that's the only job, copy yeah. for this thing. Yeah, it, that's amazing to think he's holding this thing hostage. But good for him to hold out because it's the NFL's oh, yeah. fault for not having a copy of this. They should at least do something for the guy. I mean, it's like he has a winning lotto ticket. They won't let him cash in. <laughs> Absolutely, that's a massive piece of history that needs to be out there. They should be spending all the money they they have to get that. Like, and they yeah. have it laying around. We know it. <laughs> Yeah, of course. And it's just there. All of these different pieces of lost media, it's amazing, but also not so amazing at the same time, knowing our own problems with archiving history. Do you mind holding on after the break? I'd love to continue to talk to you about this. Absolutely. So the YouTube page is All Things Lost. You can do a search for them on YouTube. And Lost Media Mike will continue our conversation with them next on Overnight America KMOX. This is Overnight America, sponsored by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts. Michael'sFlooringOutlet.com on KMOX. The YouTube page is called All Things Lost, and the host of that YouTube page is Lost Media Mike. Thank you so much for coming on to KMOX. Hi there. Oh, Lost Media Mike. There we go. I I really do appreciate this. I think it's so cool. And you have a pretty big following. I go online and I look at the hundreds of thousands. Uh, How many downloads or I should say views do you have on YouTube altogether? Um, Actually, just a couple weeks ago, it hit a million. Yeah, I've only been doing this for about seven, six, seven months. Thank you. I appreciate it. That's a huge accomplishment. So I'm, I'm happy to hear that. But you put out some really creative and good things. It's, it got me hooked. And I'm so glad that you responded when I said, hey, would you come on my show, please? I'm so into this. And I, it's, a, it's a weird community because I think that people know that there are avid fans that record everything. And Grateful Dead are probably mm-hmm. one of those great examples. Like it, there's probably every single Jerry Garcia Grateful Dead concert ever performed, recorded in archives somewhere. But then there's things that you would think, OK, well, what about whatever and fill in the blank? And then there's nothing. And I remember the early days of the Internet uh, in, in those early days of the Internet where it was really difficult to find anything when search engines were, you know, not all that great. I remember, you know, Internet before Google and the, things just were not archived or things were not documented on the Internet. But now so many different people do whatever they can to save as much as they can. And I think it's cool to go back and look at the things, the cracks that haven't been filled yet. Um, I'm kind of curious. What are some of those like the most sought after lost pieces of media, the ones that are like the holy grail that people are always looking for? Um, yeah, so one of the ones, the first one that comes to my mind is the movie The Day the Clown Cried. It was actually like a comma dramedy by Jerry Lewis, the, the comedian, about the Holocaust. Hmm. And he, he ended up making the movie and it did not play well. It did, the comedy didn't work, the drama didn't work, and he just thought it was so bad he didn't want anyone to ever see it. So he kept it he kept it hidden since the 70s, um, wow. but this one does have a bit of a silver lining because um, it was I think it's gone to the Library of Congress now under the stipulation that he they can release it in 2024. 
So ah. this this massively sought after piece of lost media does have some hope of being found someday. Wow. So 2024, would that be like roughly five years after his death? Uh, he didn't he just pass last year or was it two years yeah, ago? Yeah, yeah, it was oh. fairly recently. And that's that's how kind of how yeah. they got the, the film. I believe it was his son who who gave the Library of Congress this movie. Wow. It, that's something else. So people do want to see that. Are there stills? I, I'm sure there are people have seen it that obviously were part of the screening and they might be the only ones in the world that get to see the thing. Yeah, every once in a while there'll be a, a celebrity that's come out to say that they they've seen it and it's just as bad as everyone thinks it is. They some people even say it's worse than the people, oh, no. people describe it. Lewis. There are <laughs> yeah, there are a few clips out there. You can find a few handful of clips and some screenshots and things like that. Yeah, that to me, when the agent comes and says we got a Holocaust comedy, you think the answer would be <laughs> no, but you know, yeah. Jerry Lewis thought, oh, I'll give this a try. Uh, what else is out there? What are some of those most sought after things? Um, so a few of my favorite are the um, like the um, ones that are really sought after is the is the movie Food Fight. So this was a, essentially a Toy Story based in a grocery store where the food mascots would come to live at night. Um, and I, I did a video on this one. Um, and in 2002, in the middle of production, the movie was stolen. I don't even know how you would go about stealing a movie. Um, I don't know if it was like a drag and drop process onto a hard drive, but this movie got stolen. Um, and they, instead of just cutting their losses, they ended up making the movie again. They ended up redoing the entire movie, and it's just an absolute train wreck of a movie. Um, mm. But we do have a, a trailer from this older version, the one that was stolen, and it does look like it might be a little bit better. So we always <laughs> hope that we can maybe find this stolen version. It will be better than the terrible food fight movie we got. Oh, wow. You know, that reminds me, too. I think it was Paul and Linda McCartney. They were overseas filming or no, I should say recording an album and they were mugged and the muggers didn't steal the master tapes, which they had on them. So there was almost a whole Paul McCartney album that was lost. Oh, man, I didn't know that. Wow. <laughs> and they I think they stole the car and they had no idea what this device, you know, it was these big reels or whatever. They probably never seen one before. Yeah. Didn't realize the extreme value of having a Paul McCartney master tape Jeez. right out of it. Oh, man. Yeah. So that would have uh, averted disaster on something like that. I want to go through. I got to next time I go to my parents house, I'm just going to have to thumb through any VH uh, test uh, tapes that they have, because now I almost want to make it a mission to find something lost. It gets me excited to think that there could be a hidden treasure somewhere. Yeah, it's the best. It's the best feeling when you think you found something. You're like on the trail. You're you're getting the leads. You're getting you're tracking down tapes, and you think you might get this this piece of lost media. That's a great feeling. I, so, are is there a list of things that people are trying to search for out there? Absolutely. There's a a site called the Lost Media Wiki, um, and it's a it's just a, it's a self-run community where people can write their own pages and archive these kind of things. Um, and so they, this site, you know, they, they require fact checking, they require sources. So you know, these things are, are real and have some validity behind them. But yeah, that sort they, those, that community does, um, does archive all these things they're, they're looking for. And when they find them too, they archive that as well. You know what? All it never ceases to amaze me the things that the internet will do. Sometimes the internet is just terrible, and then other times someone will say, "I remember one thing from when I was a kid, and it was something like this." And there'll be hundreds of people that'll go out and search for it. It's just it's such a weird thing in the internet. <laughs> Absolutely, there's some really famous pieces of lost media that come from just that. Someone's like, "Hey, I remember this," and then people try to put it all together and like, "Oh, this isn't. No one has this at all." 
And so it turns into this massive search. There's another, another Sesame Street short called Crack Master, which was kind of about this um, girl who would make imaginary friends with the cracks in her walls. And it was aired in the 70s. But when the um, when the crack cocaine epidemic hit, hit in the 80s, they couldn't keep playing that anymore. They couldn't have a show called Crack Master running in the 80s. <laughs> and so, so it led to this massive search of people like, I remember this show. It was definitely on Sesame Street. And it just led to this bigger and bigger search until someone finally anonymously sent it to the lost media community. We still don't know who sent it. We don't know who made the show because it was outsourced from Sesame Street. And so uh-huh. we, we uncover one mystery, but we, it raises a ton more questions. I just went to Twitter to see if someone has the handle Crackmaster. And as it turns out, it looks like some kid in Indonesia has a Crackmaster as the handle. So it looks like someone jumped on that pretty quick. Um, Now, I want to point out, too, that this is a a very active thing. So it's not like we have a complete list of everything that's lost. (laughs) There's a lot of things that are continuously added to it. I want to make sure people can find your video. So what's the best place for them to go to kind of see some of the ones that you've highlighted? Um, Yeah, so if you just you can either just Google or go on YouTube and just type in um, all things lost. And if that doesn't come up, I think there's a band called all things lost. If you just put all things lost media, then it will definitely come up with my channel, come up with some of my videos. Um, and those also have the resources like the lost media wiki. that can kind of lead you on this, on the right path to these searches. Yeah. And I'm sure there's a lot of things that people are actively trying to cover up. Uh, I'm sure there's a lot of things out there that could be posted but aren't allowed to. I would really hope that some of these big companies would play ball with it and just allow these lost pieces to be put out there. But, you know, one can only hope. But I got to say, I've really enjoyed your videos. And any moment I get to watch them, if I see them up there, uh, I don't know how frequently you're posting, but it seems like, you know, once a week, a couple of weeks, uh, once every couple of weeks. It's really great. So I got to say. If anyone listening right now has any interest in finding lost media or want to see some things that are lost, All Things Lost, the YouTube page, is where you can find it right there. And I also got to say it was a huge thrill to talk to you, Lost Media Mike. Thank you for coming on to KMOX. Thank you so much for having me, Ryan. I really appreciate it. All Things Lost on YouTube. Definitely go check them out. He joins us on the Quiver River Electric guest line. And here we are. End of the night. Well... That'll do it for us here on Overnight America. Join us again tomorrow starting at 8 o'clock. I know it's going to be a big, big historical conversation with Rich Rabino, and we'll be back at 8 o'clock. I'm on Facebook and Twitter, but I'm so depressed about those social media networks. I don't even know how much more time I want to spend on it. But otherwise, enjoy the rest of your night. We'll see you again tomorrow, and uh, stay safe. Bye. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. 
Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months.